The KU Catholic Podcast is a ministry of the St. Lawrence Catholic Campus Center located at the University of Kansas. Join us each week as Father Mitchell Zimmerman shares his heart and vision for the church to the KU campus. Thank God I'm not wearing purple today. This gospel about the rich man who's dressed in fine purple garments, it only comes up for us on a Sunday in ordinary time every three years in our lectionary cycle. But it comes up every year during Lent, when I am forced by the church to wear my least favorite color, purple. I take some consolation in knowing that purple is the color of our rival K-State, and to wear purple is to do penance. So K-State fans are always doing penance in, this, in the Catholic worldview. But without fail, when I read that reading during Lent, I'm wearing a fine purple garment because in the Catholic liturgy, the priest takes the place of the risen Christ. So to look a little bit different than all of you and to take that role of the risen Christ in the liturgy, we wear nice garments. So whenever I read that gospel, I'm wearing a really nice purple garment and without fail, I have a really nice dinner planned that night with a benefactor or for a birthday. And so I hit the lowest point. I feel completely like dirt when I read that gospel. I feel completely guilty, which is why I'm saying, thank God today I'm not wearing purple. Our pivotal question for our campus ministry this week is, what would you go back and change in your life? Because in this gospel, we realize that it is possible for us to get locked in to some bad attitudes, some bad mindsets, and some bad behaviors. We can get so locked into these things that we lose the ability to change. So before it's too late, our pivotal question is, what would you go back and change? Because as we see clearly from the gospel, the worst thing that could ever happen to us is not for us to get poor or sick or lost or confused in this world. Not that those are good things, but that's not the worst thing. The worst thing that could happen to us is for us to get locked into our selfishness, into our pride, into our greed, and to become so inoculated from all the signs that God wants to give us to conversion, to change our hearts, to get so inoculated to that, that nothing God could do would ever change our hearts. That's the worst thing that could happen to us. So looking at your life where you are today, what would you go back and change? What I would go back and change is that I would listen to more of the people that God has given me in my life to help me get over my selfishness, my greed, my control, my privacy, and my isolation. Everything that makes me like the rich man in today's gospel what I would go back and change is that I would receive and I would listen to all the people that God has given to me, that I've ignored, that I've set aside, that I say, thanks but no thanks, I got this. I would listen to more of those people because in the gospel, do you see the tremendous gift that Lazarus is to the rich man? It's God's way of saving his soul, sending him this poor man at his doorstep, 
giving him a sixth brother. Did you catch that in the gospel? The rich man already has five brothers, so there are six boys in the family. He was giving him a seventh brother, Lazarus. And seven is the number of completeness and fullness. Six is not a good number in salvation history. I have four brothers and one sister. There are six of us, so we need to adopt uh, somebody before it's too late. God was giving the rich man Lazarus as a brother, and he ignored him. He did not see him. If you do not have a Lazarus in your life, will you please go find a Lazarus as soon as possible? Because the gospel shows us what we know deep down, but sometimes it's easy for us to ignore. We need the poor, we need the vulnerable, we need the confused, we need the lost in our lives way more than they need us. Because Lazarus ended up just fine. And the rich man ended up locked in his selfishness, his greed, his privacy, his isolation. So if you don't have a Lazarus in your life, try to get one as soon as possible. Because we need these people, God's gift to us, to break up our lives and to make us vulnerable so that we can embrace the reality of our lives and our responsibility to be the most generous people that the world has ever seen, to know the gift of God's love and his life in our life by our generosity. Lazarus was kind of sent to us the last couple of months here at the St. Lawrence Center. Her name was actually Mary Ann. Some of you who come to daily mass or hang around at the center, you probably met Mary Ann. I've been at the St. Lawrence for four years. She kind of comes in and out every year to our center. I don't know where, really where she comes from or where she's going. She usually only stays a couple of days, but this year she stayed for a couple months. Mary Ann went to every mass. She sat right here in the first pew. And then after every mass, she walked into the sanctuary and then she came over to the sacristy to talk to me every day. I did not know what to do with Marianne. She was a complete mystery to me. I'm not sure, we weren't sure that we would be able to help her at St. Lawrence. Uh, we didn't know if we had the resources to help her to live her life as best as she could. I didn't really know what to do with her. I kind of just prayed a lot. God, please help her or show me how to help Marianne. I did like listening to Marianne. Uh, she had some really crazy stories. Uh, she would say some days um, that she was called by John Paul II personally to celebrate a mass in Berkeley, California. And that kind of sounded kind of crazy to me, but then she had a beautiful piety and prayer to her as well. Some days I know that she slept in her car and she didn't have any money or anywhere to go. She was homeless. I know she slept in her car. The next day she would come into the sacristy and she sent, she'd hand me $200 cash. She said, Father, this is for the church. This is my tithe. I said, Marianne, you need that money. Don't give me that money. She said, no, you have to take it. It's my tithe. One day she'd be going to Kansas City. She says, Father, I've got a $50 million lawsuit against this person. When I win this lawsuit, St. Lawrence will never have to worry about paying a bill again. And I said, go, Marianne, win that lawsuit. <laughs> Although the gospel would tell us today, probably the worst thing that could happen to the St. Lawrence Center is for us to get fat and happy. It's good to be poor. It's good to be vulnerable. But I still wanted her to, to win that lawsuit. 
And then the next day, she'd be going to court because she had expired tags, she got pulled over by the police, and she was going to defend herself in the local court. In many ways, she was lost. In many ways, that she was confused. Why was Marianne sent to us? It was to teach us how to be vulnerable. Because these worst sins that come across in the gospel, pride, isolation, greed, control, Marianne didn't suffer from any of those things. Yeah, she was poor, she was lost, she was confused, but she's gonna end up just fine in God's kingdom. It's those of us who get locked into our pride, isolation, privacy, and control, and it can happen so fast in so many subtle ways. We need Lazarus, we need Marianne much more than they need us. I don't care if you're 19 or if you're 69 years old or if you're somewhere in between or younger or older. The gospel tells us something very important that we can get locked in to our control and behaviors in such a ways that will never change no matter what. Can you believe the gospel? Even in hell, the rich man is trying to boss Lazarus around. Send him to get me some water. Send him to my brothers. He's still trying to be the boss. Nothing could convert this guy. And that's the point that Abraham makes. We send him Moses, we send him the prophets. I sent you Lazarus. Even if Jesus comes back from the dead, your hardness of heart will not be converted. Even if Jesus gives you his body and blood, breaks himself completely open to you, nothing will touch your, your heart. You're completely inoculated. Nothing will work. And as we look at our lives, our attempts to change, to be soft-hearted, to be generous, we know that this is true. We can get locked in. So our pivotal question in your life, what would you go back and change? Before it's too late, what would you go back and change? Thanks for listening to the KU Catholic Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this homily. Tune in next week for another episode. For more information about St. Lawrence Catholic Campus Center and what we offer, please go to kucatholic.org or come and visit our campus. We'd love to show you around.